This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I'm your host, Brandy Stark. And uh, we will do a little bit of catch-up for this October edition of Paranormal Pets. I'm hoping to actually get a couple of podcasts out. This is truly the month of the paranormal. It's just that it has been such a hectic, crazy time that we're kind of catching up a little bit later than anticipated. So we're going to talk a little bit about paranormal pugs and get a quick update on them. Uh, They were also featured in a local neighborhood newsletter. As you can hear, Odysseus in the background is quite excited. And And we'll have a brief interview with Florida author Jackie Sonnenberg. So we'll get started with that right after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pets. I guess what we'll start off with uh, as we triage through this material is an update on the paranormal pugs. So on top of a lot of paranormal presentations this month, I've been very pleased. Uh, The events actually started on the 29th and have kind of continued throughout the month of October. There he is. There's my boy. I'm sorry to say that uh, we did have a bit of a pug emergency. So over the summer, Odysseus Stark had an eye ulcer, which uh, took him to the vet and uh, he was treated multiple medications and tons of drops it looked like it had uh, healed over but uh, about two weeks ago his eye actually ruptured again so it melted down very very quickly and I had taken him to the vet they did uh, preparatory work I had to hold on to him for the weekend and unfortunately the eye fully ulcerated and if you're not familiar with the process the corneal material the eye material essentially kind of leaks out it was a very very long weekend of trying to keep his eye area as clean as possible and to try and prevent infection but he did go in very early Monday and uh, they did an eye removal so Odysseus is now what we call in the pug world a winker uh, which means he is a one-eyed pug However, what this also means is that my plan for the pugs, uh, which was to basically retire them after October of 2018, is firm. It's pretty firm at this point. Odysseus, it was a very hard call for me. An eye is not enough for me to put down a pug, obviously. It is surgically removable, and he certainly can recover. The biggest issue for me is that he will be 13 next 
month. Uh, I think it's November 11th. In fact, uh, that is his birthday. So it was a hard call for me because I hate putting elder pugs through surgery. Pugs do have the, sometimes they have reactions to anesthesia. And he actually has not been away from home in a veterinarian hospital since he was neutered as a puppy. So it was very traumatic, but we made it through. He was really very much out of it for about two days after the surgery. And it does seem that the surgery exactly exacerbated some of his back issues again. So with all of that going on, I don't think I need to be taking him out, paranormal investigating. And I'm not sure how he would do if I took his brother and not him. I mean, that's they've been together for many years. I'm pretty certain that would not go over too well. So after uh, this October, I will be taking Patroclus as my paranormal pug. He is an eight-year-old male, or actually he's only seven and a half. He'll be eight in February. So it's a, an age in which they are mature. I have certainly studied him since he was young. I raised him from puppyhood onward. I do wonder if he has some sensitivity. He's a very unusual pug. Temperament-wise, I mean, he's just, he is an odd fellow. Even for a pug, he's odd. So maybe he's got a bit of that shamanic element in him. And uh, I'm looking very much forward to taking him out. Right now, I'm trying to kind of get him getting him used to going out on his own because he's always been part of a a pack. I mean, he grew up, he came in as a solitary puppy, but he's always had a grumble. So this will be kind of some, some new territory to train the third generation of paranormal pugs. And we'll see how this goes. So that having been said, I am very pleased to report that Odysseus and Achilles were selected as dogs of the month for my local neighborhood newsletter. Now, there is one small correction because, as we all know, pugs are not dogs. They are small, slightly misshapen humans, but uh, we'll let it go for this. The title of this is Meet Crescent Heights Ghost Hunting Pugs, and uh, the article is actually by a future person that we're going to interview, Aaron Greenwood. So hang on and check that out for either later this episode or early next episode. So the article begins as such. In some ways, Achilles and Odysseus are your typical elderly pugs. They snuffle and snort and snuggle and all have big personalities in those teeny little bodies. Where they differ from others of their kind is that these guys have a side gig as ghost hunters. They are my two paranormal pugs, says their mom, Brandy Stark, professor of religious studies and humanities at St. Petersburg College. Brandy is an artist most noted in this neighborhood for her mermaid queen statue that sits in the front yard of her house, a post-World War II one-story bungalow. She is also the neighborhood's resident ghost investigator. When not teaching or creating art, Brandy works with her team, the Spirits of St. Petersburg. Uh, The anachronism of spirit stands for serving paranormal investigation, reporting information through study. As a side note, I don't know where she found that because I can't find that anachronism. and I have no idea where I posted it last. So she did some research. Good for her. Brandy founded the group about 20 years ago after a lifetime of interest in the subject. I started to study the paranormal when I was 11 years old. I would read books on various elements of the supernatural and would then find myself too terrified to get to sleep at night. Eventually, I picked up a new interest in the supernatural when I was in college. I wrote papers on the supernatural in ancient cultures and presented at a few academic conferences. It was fun, and I really loved that study. 
Brandy began to focus on aspects of paranormal investigation in 1997, and a couple of years later started buying her own equipment. Her paranormal toolkit includes things like video recorders and EMF sensors. Those are devices that measure electromagnetic fields. We wish we could explain why these work, but it's not 100% settled in the paranormal community why one detects electromagnetic fields when there is a ghost around. She met some local folks who offered to help her with investigations soon after. Over the course of two decades, Brandy and her crew have investigated some 400 properties. These include homes, yes, including this neighborhood, as well as elsewhere, hotels. There's a lot of reported paranormal activity at the Benoit, stores, cemeteries, and more. Upcoming investigations include the Art Loft Studios in downtown St. Petersburg and Albert Wooded Airport. Each case is documented so you get a taste of just how haunted Florida is and posted on the Spirits of St. Petersburg website. The investigation usually involved Brandy doing a lot of historical research. Then she and a couple of volunteers bring the equipment to the property in question. For a few cases, she is allowed to bring the pugs. These locations must previously be checked by the team evaluated for safety and permission obtained to bring Achilles and Odysseus. The pugs wear their on-duty collars for these visits. Achilles is printed with orange pumpkins and Odysseus is a ghost print. The pugs are given leave to roam the property. They are not forced into areas they do not like. They are even given special treatment. For example, the pugs do not like to climb stairs and expect to be carried up and down on multi-floor properties. And that's true, actually. During these visits, Brandy monitors the pugs to see if they have areas of interest or if they show what she calls a behavior shift. They normally have a wonderful time and show off for everyone present, she says, but when they sense something, both become still and focused. This is compared to what the team has already found and the history of the location. If it matches up, then this bolsters the evidence of paranormal activity. A favorite example deals with a veterinary clinic in Pinellas County that the spirits was asked to investigate. Brandy and her group respect issues of privacy and will not release a name without permission. This business preferred to remain anonymous. For this case, the pugs were valuable in two instances, Brandy says. In one, they were standing in the waiting room with the team, happily snuffling and snorting about. Suddenly, both became still, turned around together, and stared at a single spot on the wall. This was documented and later discovered to be the area where a doorway was enclosed. The door belonged to the office of the prior building owner, who was thought to still be on the property even after his death. None of the spirits members knew this, and it was only revealed with inquiries after the investigation. The clinic also talked of a door that opened on its own. The spirits team spent time monitoring the doorway, ensuring that it was not an issue with air pressure or the air conditioning unit. They left an infrared video camera recording outside the door, and the pugs were given free range of the area. Odysseus, who was having a ball running laps in the hallway, Brandy says, was caught several times zipping by the camera. Suddenly he stopped, looked at the door for several seconds, turned and looked at the camera, and walked away. A moment later, the door opened several inches by itself. This was enough to reinforce Brandy's view that the pugs are kind of a backup set of investigators. When they stop and focus on something, you know it means something. Brandy recognizes that some people are skeptical about the paranormal and perhaps even more so about the pug's ability to perceive the supernatural. She has addressed this through her website, Paranormal Pugs page, in which she goes into a history of ghosts and dogs with a focus on the pug breed. Additionally, Brandy invites skepticism. Be skeptical. We need that. I am skeptical too. I have to be in part because I'm an academic. Many things can be explained and we need to utilize reason in this field, she says, adding that she also believes that the fear factor needs to 
to be curtailed when dealing with the spectral. She instead promotes compassion and learning, valuable things, especially in today's world. She's often found that a homeowner speaking... uh, she has often found that a homeowner speaking a request out loud stops an unwanted activity. If there are disembodied personalities, then treat them like you would a living person. Set parameters like, please do not disturb me when I am sleeping. It may be the psychological nature of hearing one's own voice with the command, or it may be the entity hearing and understanding, but in many cases, this does stop unwanted interactions. After all, Brandy notes that one of the most common stories that she gets from people is that of family. Parents, spouses, and siblings sometimes stick around on a liminal or threshold state after death. They pass on messages or merely a sense of presence. Special aromas, spices, perfumes and even cigarettes can mark their presence the lesson there brandy says be nice to your family sounds interesting yes of course it does there are several events that are coming up for the spirits this includes the october 13th discussion about the history of art lofts building formerly rutland's department store the talk takes place in the conference room on the second floor at seven o'clock and will feature the results of the world's largest ghost hunt that brandy is hosting there september 29th as part of the pre-research brandy plans to take the paranormal pugs on a walk through the area and will reveal what they and the team discovered on the premises. She is also speaking for the St. Petersburg Yacht Club, a Pasadena Rotary Club, and St. Petersburg College American Stage Area. For details of upcoming events, please check the Spirits website, Facebook pages, and interactive group. So there we go. It's actually a pretty nice article about the pugs, and they, of course, got many pictures in here. But what I love is that during this interview, Penelope was so obnoxious. She was terrible. I had put her in the study, hoping to kind of keep her quiet. And because she is so high energy and she's everywhere, I really didn't want the focus off of Odysseus and Achilles. Well, she was so obnoxious that I ended up taking her out of the room and I had to actually hold on to her for half the interview. I mean, it was, it was almost embarrassing as a parent to have a child behave as such, you know? They only do this when people are around. Well, I'll be darned if on the way out, she didn't take a picture of Penelope and me. And so Penelope, even though she's not even a paranormal puggle, ended up in the article. Somehow Penelope keeps doing this. She must be very charming to the outside world. I don't know. So with that, we are going to go ahead and pause here for some commercial messages. And when we get back, we will have the interview with Jackie Sonnenberg. So we'll do that right after this message. Time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photoprop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Brandy Stark. So, Paranormal Pets is currently here at Necronomicon 2018 in Tampa, Florida, and we had the opportunity to meet Jackie Sonnenberg, who is a local author from Orlando. Mm-hmm. Who's written a couple of books, including The Lamb Was Sure to Go, which is not the one we're quite focused on, although you have a really intriguing character in there. So before we leave our interview, I definitely want to talk about your lamb, but tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've written. Well, um, I'm a horror author, but I'm also a horror actor. Um, I'm an actor in the haunted house community, so I've been exposed to horror and different horror characters in general, and I really think that my experiences have helped me write. Wonderful. And you've written how many books? I have uh, several books and several stories in anthologies, so I would say about 10. But I have two in this collection. I'm taking all the nursery rhymes and turning them into horror stories. Very cool. And, of course, part of what interested me was uh, your actual lamb figure that you brought here, which is life-size, with gritting teeth, blood, and an extra unusually shaped eye on the top. Can you tell us a little bit about that character? Okay, well, my novel, The Lamb Was Sure to Go, is my take on Mary Had a Little Lamb as the Antichrist. Of course, it's going in a very dark direction. Um, In this story, Mary is the Antichrist, and the lamb is her hell beast. So the lamb is kind of like her demon. He does all the dirty work for her. And the tagline is everything Mary commanded, the lamb was sure to do. So she grows up with the voice of Satan in her head. He he speaks to her, and and he tells her things. He tells her her purpose in life. And he speaks to her, and she only speaks to the lamb. The lamb is the only one that can understand her. Oh, wow. Kind of a son of Sam, but with a lamb. Right, right. I did read an article somewhere when I was doing research. People were comparing Mary and her lamb to Mary and Jesus. And I thought, well, okay, what? there's only one direction you could go in with this, with horror element, and the Antichrist is a very common motif. So I went with it, and my story was born. Very cool. Actually, I had not thought about that, but that's really fun. So one thing that interested me and I thought was very impressive is that, of course, for the convention, I was dressed as a winged unicorn, and you were able to identify the correct genre of cryptozoological, mythological creature. So I know that you've got some background when it comes to either supernatural animals or paranormal pets. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about any good animal ghost stories or any supernatural animals that you'd like to tell us about. I think it's pretty universal that cats have some sort of paranormal sixth sense. Anybody that's been around cats, you'll notice they'll all of a sudden they'll stare at something and then they'll beeline, they'll make a beeline to the bathroom or they'll, they'll chase something. And um, it's common in movies and stuff too, like uh, the movie Ghost with mm-hmm. Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. The very first time that he goes back to the place where they live, they have a pet cat. He's having a hard time reaching his wife, but for some reason his cat could see him. Mm-hmm. You remember that part? And also Constantine, the DC movie about the sorcerer. And he actually does talk about cats as being sorcerous elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they must be present for at least one of his spells, which I thought was pretty cool. I think that, I mean, this goes back to the ancient Egyptians who believed that cats were a guide to, like, the afterlife. And we see that in different places. So one of my favorite movies is Coraline. Mm-hmm. And the cat character there kind of serves as an in-between the real world and the other world. And he guides the main character through it all and kind of provides some tidbits. 
And I actually kind of use that element in my first book, My Soul to Keep. It's about a brainwashing cult that has paranormal activity. And the main character gets her sense of paranormal from the cat character who will notice things around the house. She's trying to make sense of the group that she's in that's actually a cult. And the cat kind of notices some paranormal things happening around the house that's so mysterious. And so she kind of takes her cues off the cat and is like, hey, listen, there might be something here. Very cool. Well, and it even reminds me a little bit of Sailor Moon in a way, because, of course, her emissary was Luna, right, the (laughs) the cat. So we do see that pop culture element, although nothing quite as grim as being in a paranormal cult (laughs) and having a cat try to get you hopefully in the right direction. Was it a good influence, hopefully? Yeah, yeah, in, in a way. It's just trying to figure out what is there and what do they want, and she eventually figures out what they want. It's That's not a good thing, though. But at least she got the heads up. That's the important part. Well, it's better than not having that heads up. Yeah. Excellent. So do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners? Anything that you'd like to add about uh, the supernatural and animals? I mean, I don't know. I mean, so I heard, I, someone told me once that, you know, animals' judgment sometimes is better than humans' judgment, especially animals' judgment about other humans. Um, actually, I had a friend in college who was dating this guy, and her dog didn't like him. And she said, oh, that's an indicator right there. If my dog doesn't like him, he's not going to be good for me. That's right. Always, <laughs> always trust your always pet, Always trust ma'am. your dog. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So where can people who are interested in this, where can they get your books? I'm on Amazon. So you okay. can just go on Amazon and search my name, Jackie Sonnenberg. It's S-O-N-N-E-N-B-E-R-G. And I have it in paperback as well as Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. Excellent. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out. Perfect timing. Uh, no, thank for, you for having me. It was really cool. Yeah, well, I'll let you know when this comes up for Paranormal Pets. Cool. Okay. So I want to give special thanks uh, to our guest on this episode of Paranormal Pets. At least it gives a little bit of a different view and some commonly held beliefs. I did buy a copy of her book, and it is the one with the Antichrist and the Lamb, so this will be interesting. Hopefully, I can sleep at night again. I also want to thank the folks at Necronomicon 2018. As always, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if you are not aware, uh, Necronomicon is a nonprofit local science fiction and literary convention. Uh, I have uh, produced some footage from prior conventions. I have gone to Necronomicon since 1998, and in part, I will continue to go because unlike the modern trend of what I call glam cons, essentially these ginormous mega cons and Tampa Bay comic cons, which seem to be sprouting up all over the world, those conventions are all about the money, and they're about being seen, and they're not about the fandom in the same way. They're glitz and glam and professionally done costumes and money. Just money. A lot of money. So I've always appreciated Necronomicon because it is actually a 501c3 nonprofit, and the money that they earn goes to kids and canines. So it is actually one that supports animals just as Paranormal Pets does. This year, however, I did not do many paranormal panels. I have been trying to kind of figure out how to plan things because the year has been so crazy, starting with September 29th, Art Lofts, followed by presentations October 13th, 
17th. This is Necronomicon weekend. I have a presentation the 22nd, which would be tomorrow. The 24th is another one. Next weekend is the neighborhood party. So essentially the paranormal pets, uh, the paranormal pugs will go out one more time. And hopefully I will sell my newly published book, Supernatural St. Petersburg and Paranormal Pinellas, which you can find under my name at amazon.com. Then I actually have presentations both the 29th and the 31st. So it has been a really, really active month. I did not end up doing paranormal panels, as I mentioned. I did do a really fun one on cultural diversity and science fiction, and one about Marvel versus DC. Uh, I also dressed up this year as a winged unicorn fairy person, and I finally won a hallway contest award. I was so proud. Uh, And in addition to that, I actually am a member of their art show. So I won third place for a piece called The Demon Disc, made out of wire and upcycle. And uh, five of my pieces found new homes. So I was quite delighted. If you do happen to have the opportunity, if you do come to the Tampa Bay area in October, it usually takes place the third weekend of the month. And I really do recommend this convention. People put their heart and soul into it. And it's very different. These are kind of like the old-time conventions used to be from the 80s and 90s when they were smaller and produced by locals. So, and again, it supports animals, so please consider it. I believe that is it for this particular episode. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to contact me. I'm always looking for paranormal stories, and in fact, I believe for the next podcast, I should have a few. And I do have another interview lined up for this month. Otherwise, please continue to support your local rescues like Pug Rescue of Florida. And I've also recently been working with Florida Rat Rescue. So look for your local rescues. And until Halloween happens, what's left of me, I may be a spirit by then myself, but uh, I will wish you some happy hauntings. Catch you later. Pet Life Radio presents... Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.